Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, hi, and welcome. I am your host, Emma Gunnar Wardner, and in my nearly 20-year career as a beauty and health writer, I have interviewed a lot of people, supermodels, entrepreneurs, authors, celebrities, and doctors, and many of these conversations had a real impact on me, and I'd come away feeling inspired, excited, informed, and really empowered, and at the back of my mind, I'd always think, I wish I could just publish the tape so people could really feel that conversation. Well, on this podcast, you get to feel the conversation. I talk with experts, guests, and a few friends who I hope will inspire, inform, and empower you, and maybe also challenge you. Whether you're looking for self-help, self-improvement, beauty advice, health insights, business know-how, or just some good old-fashioned life advice and a bit of a laugh. It's all here. Welcome to the show. My guest on this episode of the podcast is the makeup artist, digital creator, and now brand creator, Jamie Genevieve. Just nine years ago, Jamie was working on the Estee Lauder counter in one of Glasgow's busy department stores selling cosmetics and performing in-store makeovers. Present-day Jamie has over 1.4 million followers on Instagram and over 950,000 subscribers on YouTube where she shares everything from makeup tutorials, she might share a day in the life, and even her wedding day. It's a story of success in the beauty industry that wouldn't have really seemed possible prior to social media and has the feeling of a modern day fairy tale about it. From the beauty counter to a brand owner just wasn't necessarily something that would have seemed plausible, let alone possible, when Jamie first set foot on the shop floor. But her story isn't just about starting out small and gaining a huge following. Jamie doesn't just have huge numbers on social media platforms. She's now a bona fide businesswoman. And based on the reaction to Vive, the brand she launched here in the UK this week, it's entirely believable that global domination will be next. You don't have to spend much time with Jamie, even if it's via a Zoom call. It's clear that she's headstrong, believes in herself and the people she surrounds herself with, and doesn't see limits. She doesn't get bogged down by the idea of what can't be done, and she moves forward with purpose. So it's no surprise then that Jamie has achieved such success because alongside her determination and ambition, the other thing that's entirely unmissable about her is that she's open, warm, funny. And the familiarity and trust she has created with her audience, her community, means her star continues to rise. And rise it really does with the launch of this beauty brand, Vive. We recorded this conversation just days after the launch and as Jamie admits, it still feels bizarre for her to be talking so openly about the secret project she's been working on behind the scenes for nearly two years. In this conversation, Jamie and I talk about those early humble beginnings on Counter and how they shaped the journey that was to come, why she's definitely ambitious but needs a little push from the people around her from time to time, how she came to create the brand Vive and why makeup is about feeling good just as much as it is about looking good. And honestly, there's so much more in this conversation too. The links to Jamie and everything we discuss will, of course, be in the show notes, but please do join me in welcoming the brilliant Jamie Genevieve onto The Emma Gunn Show. Jamie Genevieve, welcome to The Emma Gunn Show. How are you? Hello, hello. I am really good. I am so excited to, to be here. It's such a pleasure to chat to you because I think you have one of the stories or the kind of story that really reminds me of why I even began this podcast in the first place. Oh, because it's, 
it's all about those inspiring stories because there is no blueprint for success, particularly in the beauty industry. And your success has just been the most incredible journey. And a lot of people have got to watch it. Yeah, uh, it's crazy. Thank you so much for saying that. I um, I feel like things, um, I mean, we've, we've, we've worked hard, but I've been really lucky uh, with timing and the support. And um, I think it's a bit of a, a gorgeous concoction uh, that's, that's led me to this point. Well, Right now, this week is a big week at the time that we're recording because you have launched your brand, Vive. Yeah. Have you slept? Do you know what? Um, I, the day of launch, the day before launch, no, I didn't sleep. Uh, me and my colleague Charlotte and actually my husband Jack, we were all up until about two, half past two in the morning. Um, and then the website went live at seven. So we had to be up for about half past six to make sure the website was all fine. And, and we were like going on it like a customer would to make sure it all looked good. Um, but And then we launched. Uh, I think we put our, our campaign video at nine, um, told everyone that, that Vive was here. And then that night, I have never slept better. Oh my God, <laughs> it, it got to like six o'clock I think and I was I was talking with some of the team and I was like guys do you feel like you've just like hit a wall I need to like go get a glass of wine and lie down and everyone was the same everyone was sitting on the couch in front of the fire you know everyone was just chilling out and then that night I had a completely sound sleep and I think it was the first sleep I've had like that in a long time um and then I had a couple of not so restful nights when I was uh nervous about people getting their products I didn't think that that would be the case. I mean, I've used these products for a really long time now. I've, I tested them to, to an inch of their life. I, I needed to make sure that they were going to work exactly how I wanted them to. But it didn't matter because I was just so nervous. Um, I think I just really wanted everyone to love it as much as I did. Yeah. Um, so there was a couple of days, that 48-hour window, that Royal Mail 48-hour delivery, <laughs> that uh, I was just I was just beside myself. And, I, and I, it surprised me. I really didn't think that I would be as nervous as that. But um, it knocked me sideways. And then as soon as people started getting their products and I started getting feedback, you know, um, every time I saw someone mention us on Instagram, my stomach would flip and I would sit and I would have to watch it. And it was just like, it's, it's, the cool, it's so cool. And do you know what? I'll, I, I know I had to sit in that and really take it all in because it will never happen again. You only launch once. Um, and I'm just, I'm so grateful for, for the start we've had and so delighted that people like, like their products. That's really all that mattered. And then um, I love that people are are saying such positive things about the the brand itself and the campaign and and um yeah so the most amazing and overwhelming week ever but I'm definitely I think what are we now we're five days after launch and I I feel like myself I feel um I'm just like over the moon it's crazy it's wonderful and I guess anyone who's tuning in now will know your name they will know who you are millions of followers a hugely successful youtube channel and a lot of people will feel like they know you they will know what kind of makeup artist you are but they'll also know so much about your life and i think i was just saying to you before we started recording from the outside this all looks completely as it should be like it makes complete sense that you should be launching this brand i open the products they're really high quality and this is my favorite point at which I like to go. So <laughs> let's go back to the beginning and figure out how we got here. Because oh. when you started out, and we're talking about like really, really started out, was yeah. this was this a pipe dream? Was this something that you thought I really, really want this someday? Did you even think it would be possible? Um so I think, yeah, it was it was always a dream. It was when I worked on makeup counters actually. Um and I think I've said this before, but makeup artists, if you're, if you're a true makeup artist and you love what you do, you will always envision products made especially for you or, or the way that you think uh, that you would like them to be made. And I was definitely like that uh, on really quiet Sunday mornings. I mean, there's not that many people shopping in Glasgow on a Sunday morning after a Saturday night. Do you know what I mean? So <laughs> De Debenhams is quiet and I would be standing on, my, on the counter that I worked at and usually I would do the Sunday shift myself. Um, so I, I would just be standing daydreaming and I totally would, would daydream of my own brand and, and it, it sounds so cliche but it is absolutely the way it started um, 
definitely didn't think it would ever happen and it's funny because even back then I knew it was a huge task but I actually don't think I, I really knew what it took um, for every part of the way and every every step of the journey you know it's you would only really know that if you were doing it and if you really if you really wanted to do it as well so it was definitely a dream um and I, I didn't think it would happen no way no way so where did it all begin where did you I mean obviously you would have worn makeup as yeah <laughs> but when did you first pick up the brushes and when did you first think right I'm going to become a makeup artist so um I actually really do like this story. So I, I wasn't a huge makeup fan uh, when I was young. You know, you get these amazing stories of young girls going into their, their mum's makeup bag or, or young kids going into their mum's makeup bag to play with product, uh, do their makeup in the mirror. I wasn't like that at all. I was I think I was more of a tomboy. I loved playing outside and playing with my friends and stuff. And then at school, I started dabbling in makeup, you know, in my mid-teens. Uh, and I I liked it. I think I think I was I was decent at it. People would people would see my makeup and they would compliment it. And that obviously you know that's nice when you're a, a teenager. Um, and then I knew uh, I wanted to do something creative. I knew I wanted to do something artistic. So I went to college to do portfolio prep, which is when you build your portfolio to submit to art school to go to art school. I knew I wanted to go to art school, but I didn't really know why I, or, or or what to do. And it was in that class that one of the one of the girls in my class wanted to do fashion and she'd spent ages creating these beautiful dresses and she needed uh, to take photos of these models in these dresses and she needed makeup. But obviously we're all college students. No, no one was going to hire a makeup artist back then. Um, and she, she basically kind of said, does anyone want to help me? And I said, oh, I'm, I'm kind of decent at makeup. I'll help. And I. I think that was one of the first times I've ever, ever done makeup on someone else. And I noticed that people were kind of watching what I was doing. And again, they were like, you're really good at that. So I got a bit excited and I was like, oh God. And then I kind of, in the space, I was, I'm quite a snap decision type of person. You know, I can, I can really turn my life upside down if I want. I'll be like that. No, I've changed my mind. I've changed my mind. I'm going to do something completely different. So I knew um, a girl who went to college to do makeup. So I thought I would message her. So I remember I was in college. I went to the computer. I dm'd her on facebook and i said i asked her about the college and she got back to me and she told me the name of the college that she went to the name of the course and then she asked me if i was looking for a job and she she worked at estee lauder at the time so i said uh, yeah i want a job and uh, i ended up getting that job and that girl ended up being my maid of honor at my uh, for my wedding so we are just um best friends still and it's it's really cool because i do all a lot to her I think uh, for the start that I got so in the space of one week I think I got accepted into the college I went to my interview I got accepted into college I got the job at Estee Lauder and I actually met my husband um, as well so it was a really good week it was a very exciting week um, and then from there I worked on makeup counters I was one of the really lucky ones because at college when you're doing makeup if you're one of the girls that works on a makeup counter, you're lucky because you've got a discount to get your kit, right? So Estee Lauder, it was great. I got a discount on Mac, Estee Lauder, uh, Bobby Brown. And I had a really nice kit from the start because I would save up and I would go into the staff shop and I'd buy everything. I'd buy mm -hmm. everything. Um, and I worked at Estee Lauder for a year and a half, two years. And when I worked there, Illamasqua was like the other side of the hall. And I used to just look at them and the way that they did makeup was so exciting to me. It was proper artistry. Estee Lauder taught me a lot about customer service and people and what makeup actually really means to people as well. Um, it's more than makeup to a lot of people, you know, a lot of people, it's a, there's a real emotional connection to makeup and beauty and making yourself feel nice. But I was stayed at the Alamaska counter and what was really nice about it was my manager at Estee Lauder at the time knew I was desperate for a job at this counter at Illamasqua and I would go over every week and ask for a job and there was never any jobs available and I would just keep on going back and then one day there was a job available so I worked there for a year and a half I learned loads um, I really built up my skill as a makeup artist and when I worked at Illamasqua I, I qualified after college as well and then I moved on to freelance. I did, when you're a makeup artist, there's so many different avenues that you can go down. A lot of self-taught makeup artists are absolutely phenomenal. A lot of makeup artists that go to college are phenomenal. I, I kind of think I did it all by accident. I ended up working on makeup counter, teaching myself a lot online, going to college, doing freelance, doing editorial stuff, doing weddings. Like I really did just try it all. 
And then I accidentally, in a happy accident, ended up um, doing my my digital creating side of things. So I just started my Instagram and my YouTube. And I actually do think it's so similar working on a makeup counter and doing YouTube and Instagram because you are essentially, you're still a, a helping people with their makeup and you're, you're part of a community. And instead of having just one person in front of you asking about products and for help, um, I ended up with a with a, cu- a couple million <laughs> it's <was> great <laughs> well take me back to actually working mm-hmm. on counter because you said something really interesting there and when I was researching I felt as though actually there was something really special that happened between you and your clients I'm just guessing that um you are and you've said this before in another interview you said you're quite thick-skinned like people can say whatever they like about you and you don't care and I when I read that, I thought, I bet that's what she was putting on the people's faces. Like she was almost like, as she was doing the makeup, she was trying to give them that too. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, I'd really like to think so as well. Well, people, it's a vulnerable, it's a vulnerable situation, especially for people that do wear makeup religiously uh, to come into a counter or come in and sit in, sit in a chair with none on. Uh, you know, you're really stripped back and I am a chatty person, right? So people would never come and get their makeup done and I wouldn't talk. We would spend the whole hour speaking. Um, I would try and teach when I was doing makeup appointments as well. So they would come in just to get their makeup done, but uh, they hopefully would usually leave learning a thing or two, finding some products they really loved. And um, the transformative aspect of it, not just the way that the, the client looked, but for the way that you can see them change their confidence um, and honestly, well, nine times out of 10, my clients would get up and give me a huge hug and say, thank you so much. And then they would go. And then what, you know what's so special about it as well? They would come and get their makeup done, either just because they wanted to get stuff for their makeup bag or whatever. But usually it's for a fun thing, right? They're going to an occasion. Um, I've done makeup on people that didn't know they were about to be proposed to, but I knew, which is like, so, what if, to be a part of that journey is great. And then on a kind of sadder note, like I remember working on counter and this lady came in and she needed foundation because she'd had a huge breakout and it was her dad's funeral and she just wanted to feel nice and 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 look nice for for this and it was sad like and I, I and we sat down and she was upset and I just I did what I could to help and then she left and she was like thank you really like oh, thank you a lot thank you a lot that does not make sense <laughs> <laughs> she was like thank you so much um and you know, it's 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 really it really did teach me everything. And working on a counter as well, you are not getting one type of person. You know, you're getting all sorts of faces, all sorts of stories. And I am so grateful for for those years that I spent on those makeup counters. And I really did love it as well. I was happy on makeup count on a makeup counter. I got told to. I didn't get told to leave. That sounds like I got sacked. Um, <laughs> I I kind of got encouraged to to leave and do my own thing. Clients would come in and say, "Why are you here?" fully booked when you could just leave and do it somewhere else and and make a business for yourself and at, st- at the start I was like oh, no, I'm quite happy here I'm I'm quite comfortable and me and my team joke that all of the th- amazing things that, I, that, I've, that I've been able to do have started by someone pushing me out of my comfort zone I definitely do need a little shove um apart from Viva actually I really did do this myself I definitely needed shoved along the way to keep it going whenever I was having a flaky but um yeah it, it's a really special thing uh working on makeup counters and seeing and seeing real people and in, in the effect that makeup has I think that's why I really fell in love with it that actually brings us on to quite a nice point I because one of my things I was moving on to was what role does being ambitious play in all of this Oh, so it's funny. Um, I loved when you said that there's no blueprint for success because I think it's quite easy to think that there might be a blueprint for what success looks like. Um, and it's so different to everyone. I also, uh, I, I find myself questioning um, the way that I am as a person and if I am uh, the right person to be a successful founder. And then I realised, I was like, it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I look like. It doesn't matter um that you know I'm a, I'm a bit goofy and I like to have fun and I like I like sharing funny stories and I, part of me was wondering I was like oh god do you think I'm gonna have to stop doing that to look like a, a serious founder and then I realized I was like that's just that's just not the way it should be at all it should be real people um 
doing doing good stuff. Uh, I think ambitious. I always did. I always wanted to be um, my own boss. I knew that that was that was a great thing. Uh, I did. I did always want my own my own brand, and I knew that it would it would be scary and it would be hard. But um, I just I just had to do it. I had to really give it all my all as well. Otherwise, you know, you don't want to have what ifs, do you? No, you do not. And also, um, the other thing that really comes out about you is you are you are not scared of hard work. You are a grafter. And if you've worked on counter, and I've only done it, I've done a day at a time. There used to be a thing called Beauty Editor's Day at Selfridges, where you'd spend, oh, a, day cool. on, you'd spend a day on counter. And after the first oh. one, I think I went round to everyone on counter, regardless of what whether it was the brand I was working with that day or not and just went oh my goodness I had no idea that's yeah. an in, that's really intense physically standing up on counter all day yeah well do you know what's so funny I actually gained a bunch of weight as soon as I stopped working <laughs> on counter and working on my feet I didn't realize as well I didn't realize that you know working on your feet all day uh, is actually definitely some kind of exercise I went from that to sitting on my computer so that was definitely that's when I realized I was like wow I really did run around a lot um yeah, it's hard, but do you know what? It's it's that it's cheesy saying. I really, you don't realise because you love it so much. See, when you really do love it, it's it. I remember at one point I had two jobs. I worked on make uh, my makeup counter, and then I worked at Lush uh, selling bath bombs. Right, I loved Lush. <laughs> um, you know, uh, Lush has got such a funny reputation for when you go in and everyone's so friendly. I was up at the back uh, back of the shop chopping up soap. That was what my favourite job was, but um. I worked uh, on makeup counters and then I worked at Lush at the same time. So I think I worked in total six days a week. And then on my day off, I would film my YouTube videos. And I got really excited to do that on my day off because I just didn't see it as work. And I think that that is so lucky that it ended up being my job. Now, don't get me wrong, a job is a job and you work hard and it can be easy. Um, any job can be easy, but if you if you really want to, you can work work hard. And I, and I think I did. Um, but I do just love it so much. And I love that part. And I love that I get to do both now because being a makeup artist was something I really missed, actually. Um, and now I've got that chance back. Uh, I mean, not right now with COVID. I'm not really allowed to near anyone's faces. But as soon as that changes, um, like I actually can't wait to have a bit of a counter experience for Vive. Um, there's no plans for counters at all. But I love the idea of doing pop-ups and just getting to see people and speak to people again. Mm. Uh, it makes me really excited. Now, in everyone's story, there are always a few pivotal moments. And I feel as though maybe the story about how you started creating video might yeah. be one of those moments that you look back on and think, can you imagine if I just hadn't done that? Yeah. So remember what I said about people pushing me to do things? Yeah. That um, that was exactly one of those moments. So people would come in. Um, and I actually like this story as well because um, it really does show how different people can be online right so I when I did Instagram I would it was when Instagram only allowed you to post photos right so I would get up really early and I would do my makeup take a photo and then that night I would post it and I like getting a little sassy in my Instagram pictures right I like posing and I like I liked making my makeup look great but um I suppose to people that didn't know me I could look a bit mean if that makes sense or, or, or basically this is what I found out right I didn't think I looked mean because I know I knew that I'm, I know that I'm not mean but um people would come in and get their makeup done because they'd seen me on on Instagram right and it was when I worked at Illamasca and they would come in and they would sit down and then we would have a chat we would spend our hour together I would do their makeup and people uh, started saying to me they were like you're really not what I expected and I was like, I, you know, that sometimes that's a bit scary. And I was like, oh God, why? I was like, why, why, do, why am I different? And they, they were like, honestly, I didn't think you were going to be as nice or as friendly or as warm. And um, that was when they said, you know, you would be amazing on YouTube. Like people would really like to see what you're really like. And because the makeup style as well, I've actually, I kind of look like that today. I've got a lot of makeup on, you know, if I, if I had, if I wasn't smiling so much, I could have a potential resting bitch face so it was just it was so interesting to me when people started saying this and they said you should you should start a YouTube channel and I kind of said no I was like nah I'm fine I quite like being there's a reoccurring theme here you see <laughs> so I was like no I'm fine quite comfortable quite happy doing this um, and then I posted one picture on my Instagram and it was of a full like skull makeup I loved Halloween makeup I still do um 
and so many people were asking how to do it and I was like this is quite a complicated makeup I can't really explain it and I was like oh god I'm gonna have to film a video aren't I um and if you go back and watch it I am so painfully nervous and shy and small and I was young as well I think um I think I posted that for oh no it was more than five years ago now I think so I was young as well I, um I, I've definitely grown up a lot since then but yeah and then that, that was the start of it for me so I definitely got pushed into doing that and then I started getting more comfortable there was definitely about two years of me settling in where I, you can tell that I just don't have a clue who I am or what I'm wanting to do um and then I really I, and then I just started feeling really comfortable with myself um and I'm really grateful that I started my online stuff when I did because I wasn't grown up too much I still had a bit of grown up to do um a bit of finding myself and really finding just the things that care about me the most is what I care about it. oh my god why can't I speak <laughs> the things the things that I care about the most um and I think I did and I actually don't think it was I think it was when I started creating Vive you know that's when I really just found my foot in and I was like no this is what I want um and I really don't think that I really have changed that much since then um but the lead up to that I was I was still I was still decided <laughs> now, just to confirm your what's your age right now at the time I'm 27 yeah so yeah. I mean also um whenever anyone asks me how old I am I always think my brain goes to say 27 obviously it's a, <laughs> it's a good age I'm no longer 27 um but one thing is that you uh Instagram gets a really terrible rap for mm-hmm. the damage that it can do to people yeah, who are just obsessed with how they look. They're obsessed with filters and the dopamine high you get from likes, all of that kind of stuff. But actually, yeah. you said something really interesting about being on Instagram and YouTube, which is that actually it helped you accept yourself. Yeah, totally. I think I don't know whether this is um, this is my personality or what, but I am. Um, actually think it might be down to my mum you know she's always taught me that you 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 should be so careful with what you consume uh so if I see something or I watch something that makes me feel at all bad about myself um I'll just stop like it's quite easy and I think that I, I think maybe quite a lot of people have trouble with that um and that's what maybe leads us to these trolls online and stuff you know if you if you actually just stop watching stuff that you didn't like what a what a resolve what a result <laughs> um I I think that people people being really lovely to me as well. I think I've got a really nice time online. I think I've got a really strong community of people that do nothing but make me feel so accepted. And it's their messages to me that 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 make me feel like that as well. That they say uh, beauty marks, for example. I've got a couple of freckles on my face that I love to accentuate. And someone messaged me saying. I um I used to hate my freckles, but seeing you just love yours and accentuate them, I I love my freckles now. I was like, how exciting is that? How brilliant! And it's just something as simple as being able to see someone else love themselves for something that's that's going on with them that you that you have as well. That it just um it made me realise I think that I have a bit of a responsibility to to share that self love and make sure that people really do care about themselves and look after themselves. And it's not all about um the way that you look either it really is how kind you are to yourself and I'm I actually am a bit of a self-care queen and people um I do I do I give myself errors like if I'm having a funny day I literally be like that I'm done I'm gonna go for a bath I'm gonna go and lie on the couch I'm I'm done I need to I need to I need to look after my house so I do um I do I do think so I also I wonder whether I am just a bit stubborn so if someone was ever to tell me what they didn't like about me I'd be like well I actually really like that about me <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not sure I'm not sure I definitely am quite stubborn me and my husband are both both stubborn um we love each other for it though but <laughs> I th- yeah I think self-acceptance I, th- I, I want to say I think as well it's a lot down to my parents my parents are just the the most wonderful people and they've just always taught me to be kind to myself and and that I'm great as well yeah they really did tell me that I was great from a young age so when I went to high school and 
some people didn't think I was so great. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> Why do these people not see that I'm great? <laughs> There's two reactions there, isn't there? There's the reaction of going, well, you're talking nonsense. I know I'm great, bore off. And then it water off a duck's back. Or it can be such a shock yeah. that you go, what? And then you absorb the negativity, but clearly you didn't absorb the negativity. Yeah. Oh, no, I think, um, yeah, I just, I, I really do just try and focus on the good stuff. And that I think, um, when it when it comes to online and 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 hate and stuff like that, I think a way that I will think about it is if um, one person says something a bit shit, but a thousand people are saying the most lovely stuff. What does it say about me as a person to focus on that one nasty person when all these other people are being so supportive and they're taking time out their day to support me and 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 my and my endeavors? I should really be focusing on that stuff. So I think it is. It's all it's all just learnings and 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 little things that I've got kind of in place that in reactions to to the tricky stuff that I think help and also I think the key thing here which is what again really shines through about you is yes somebody might say something negative and lots of people might say something positive and whilst you might hear all of those things what you finally come down to is what you think about it yeah yeah and uh, I think another I can't remember where I read this, but it's definitely, it's a common saying, but it's like a lot of this, like these people don't know me. Like they can't say, they can't really say anything about me. And I say me, um, it's not as personal as that. And I, and I feel like I've, I've I, this is more than I would usually say on the matter, to be honest, because I just try and and not focus on it, to be honest. But um, yeah, the, the people that really care about me and know me, uh, I care what they think about me. The most so tell me about you've mentioned your mum a couple of times you've mentioned your parents yeah. how mm. have they been uh, how have they been involved in well the journey but also particularly where you are now so my mum and dad um it's funny we we they're really private people and there's not I really don't talk about them too much but they they are just the best they they're just the best they're so supportive they're so proud I was just on Instagram live they're doing my makeup show and Vive to to people and I got a text from my dad saying that we'd had 100,000 followers on the Viva account and well done and um he just they just keep an eye on everything that's going on and I couldn't I couldn't ask for for two better people to to support me and they're just good people you know they are just like good people to their core um and they've actually worked with with me for the last three years nearly um so I, I, it's funny, I've got a really small but mighty team with Vive and then personally as well, it's literally just me and my mum and dad and my husband um, and it works really well. I know that people say don't work with your family and friends, but I've apparently chose to do exclusively <laughs> that uh, and it works really well for me, which I'm, which I'm just delighted about. Now, at the launch the other night, you did a virtual launch hosted by yeah. the lovely Sally Hughes and you talked about going to the factory to yeah. actually go and create Vive which I thought was such an interesting story because you, you told a story that I hadn't, it, as soon as you said it, it made complete sense of the yeah. fact that you went and you were there pretty much on the factory floor, just like getting it on your face. And then they were going, <laughs> what on earth are you doing? Because normally what happens is some men come in and go, yeah, they look fine. And it goes, it's pressed and it's on the shelves. Yeah. But obviously you kind of, you were a new energy. <laughs> and you're yeah, they, your mate. Yeah. It was uh, it was definitely funny. I remember so me and um Charlotte, we went in and Sh- Charlotte's not a makeup artist, but she's amazing at makeup. She really loves it. Uh she's she's pretty much like our our, our consumer testing for, for certain parts of it. But we went um and one day we were there for two days. The first day we went and we'd already done loads of work on the lead up to that. So we we're basically going to to see the finished palette in real life and make sure it was fine and I saw it we had tweaks to make we had some changes to make and then by the end of that day we had a finished palette and then the next day we went back uh with with no makeup on uh our eyes so we could really test all the products and that's exactly the story you were saying they couldn't believe it they were like what are you doing and we were like we created three eye looks each uh and we were there for hours, you know, we were putting the products on, we were making sure that they, they blended exactly how I wanted, the shimmers went on exactly how we wanted. Um, and then that's when uh, one of the one of the ladies that works at the factory was like, 
and she's Italian and she, it was great because she was like this never happens she was like I'm so confused and you um and I was kind of like why, why are you confused and she said oh usually you know it's two guys they come in they look at the colors and they just go yeah that's fine so I think they were basically they were kind of like oh my god that's quite a lot of work these girls are not going to leave <laughs> because we were just sitting playing with this makeup but it was it was really sweet because she sat and she watched us and she and she saw you know, makeup the way that the way that I so love to wear it, and the way that Charlotte loves to wear it, and I, I I was really proud in that moment that we had put. I could see that this the effort we were going to, um, maybe wasn't always there, which shocked me at first. And then I was like, oh, I'm so glad that I care about this so much. I can't imagine doing anything that I'm not really passionate about. Well, funny you say that because the obvious thing, and it's so clear that this is very much a brand that has your DNA in it. But uh, as soon as somebody gets a certain amount of followers or a certain amount of following, um, someone might come to you and say, hey, we've got these products. Would you put your name on them? Yeah. And I'm, I'm obviously that was never going to be something you were going to do. No, no way. Um, even I think my collaborations, I've, I've done a couple in the past and they were so great. Um, but I'm a bit... I'm a bit- This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive & June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive & June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Have a control freak. Not in a bad way. It's all taken in a bad way, I hope. But, um... Even, you know, I made a MAC lipstick uh, a couple of years ago and I was in the lab and I was the last person there, everyone else. So they had three lipsticks to start with, right? And they, they'd give it, get, we, they'd got our mood boards and they knew roughly what kind of colours we wanted. And a couple of people, you know, we all were making these lipsticks together. I think there was like 12 influencers. Um, a couple of people picked a lipstick up and went, yep, that, that's fine, that's great. Um, a couple of people were like, oh, can you make it a wee bit lighter, a wee bit darker? I was obviously there about an hour and a half later than everyone else like that it's not right it's just not right yet and they were just like (laughs) I think starting to get a bit pissed off if I'm honest but I just um (laughs) I just cared about it so much and I just know I think as well because I share so much of myself online people know me they do know me really well so if I was to put out anything half-arsed or you know it's clearly not me that's done it they would know and I'm and I, I do really care too much about the people that have invested this time in me and now like money as well like people have people purchase the things that I talk about I could never put something out there or, or talk about something that I really didn't love because I would just be mortified because I'd get I would get messages I'd get people saying Jamie you're an arsehole you told me to buy this and it's rubbish <laughs> and I'd be like oh my god so there was just no option um and yeah uh, everything every part of of every product um, was decided and designed by by me um, and the team as well, uh, which is just so special, you know. I remember reading an interview that you did when your MAC lipstick came out. And no yeah. surprise, listeners, if you haven't seen it already, it's a nude. And the, way, <laughs> and the way that you talked about it, you were like, I really wanted it to have this finish because I wanted it to last, but I wanted it to wear off in a really natural way so that it wouldn't just like disappear. And it was just clearly, it was like, it felt like even then, this lady would like to formulate. 
<laughs> so it's something um it's something that's scary because there's so many beautiful formulas out there and there will continue to be and I think that products are only getting better so it's um oh it was scary going into it I was like how am I going to do this and how are we going to get and also see um you know the way it starts the first samples that I got I touched them and I was just like that nope nope as soon as I touched them I was like this isn't right so it was back and forth again the same way I suppose that people would go in and just pick a bunch of shades and then that's it it's the same for formula they would go in and say yeah that's fine uh I, no I was a nightmare I think I was a nightmare anyway but it, it with the best intentions you know I just needed this to be exactly exactly how I would want a product to be um, and the and the feedback so far is is so brilliant and makes it all so worthwhile as well I'm glad that I'm glad that I was that person that kept on picking up the phone saying this isn't right this isn't right <laughs> so take me back to the first conversation you ever had about the brand like you said you're a makeup artist you always had this dream this aspiration yeah. but when did it start to feel like well this is actually a serious conversation that we're ha- having and we have the means to make it happen when did yeah. it begin to crystallize and did you already did you have a very clear image of what it was going to be like or did it build up slowly over time so um it's so funny so charlotte who i've mentioned before she uh, she has this jotter this notebook that she's had for years and she opened it uh it must have been about like six months ago now but she opened her jotter and it just said at the top of this jotter it was like jamie genevieve brand and um that was like seven years ago so seven years ago i was talking to her seriously about a brand and I wanted to create a brand um but it really all started happening um oh god I'm going to forget the time in the day it, re- it really the day that I'll never forget is when I when I realized the name and what name I wanted I get all my good ideas when I'm lying in bed trying to get to sleep so I'm just sitting there and my brain's just ticking away and um it was obviously, I, I say that like it was a revelation. I mean, it's staring at me in the face the whole time, isn't it, really? Um, but the reason that I loved it so much was um, because people that know me will know Vive to look at and they'll, and they'll make that connection. But the people that don't know me, it doesn't matter. And they'll be able to see that. And it's got no connection to me. And and um, like, I really want these products to be loved by people that don't know me as well. And that was really important. I, I want Vive to reach people that um, that don't know me. So that was, I think it was about two and a half years ago. Um, and I, I remember I, te- I text uh, one of the members of my team now and we, we basically just started cracking on. They were like, right, if we're going to do this, we actually just need to like to like switch the button and just and get going. And at first, um, another reason that we were ready to do it was I'm, uh, I'd just been putting all my savings away. I'd just been like, we're... We're quite frugal people, I think. I was always, always taught to be like that as well. And I knew that I was saving for something. I just didn't know what. Um, so we started uh, and, and and I was ready. I was ready like financially to, to back this myself. Um, but when we started really working on it, we realised that um, I wouldn't be able to do it justice. I wouldn't be able to get enough stuff. I wouldn't be able to, to, to do it all myself. Um, so... In the space of two years, things happened really quickly. The products were all getting developed. I was doing it in secret, obviously. My job, that was when my job was difficult because I share so much online. But this project, Vive, was was such a huge part of my life for the last two years, and I didn't share a thing. No one really caught a whisper. I sneaked a couple of products, and then people were just far too smart, so I had to stop doing that because they were like, something's coming. I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> um, and then... Um, and then yeah, for two for two years, and our team slowly built up, which is so exciting. We've got again a really small team, but they are so brilliant. And something that's just so important to me is they care about this just as much as I do. Like everyone, I remember the day before launch, everyone was unwell. Everyone was so sick with excitement, and everyone was up at one in the morning still working. You know, people, I can't ask that of people, but they were doing it because they were so excited and they really believe in it as well. Um, so I would say, yeah, when I came up with it, when I when I came up with the name, <laughs> when I cut my name, when I cut my name up and picked the last bit, um, that's when it really just all kicked off. 
And it feels as though you knew exactly what you wanted. So for example, with the palette, it looks a certain way. You've got gold hardware. It folds back on itself. It's got a really good quality, but very large mirror. It's really, um, it's got huge pans, 3.5 gram eyeshadow pans. That, they're like massive. I actually, yeah. when I opened it, I did gasp. <laughs> oh, that is the best. <laughs> and um, I was like, ooh. I know, but I needed huge pans because I actually just have it sitting on my desk like this at all times. Um, I it's funny uh, the look of the brand is hugely inspired by my love of my like my favorite accessories and I love jewelry so much um so I really wanted to, everything to feel like jewelry to, to our customers and, and feel like a, a really like special accessory uh to their everyday life uh the packaging uh, of the palette particularly started off really different it actually started off white and then I was like I was so sold on this white. I actually can't believe it now. Um, how bizarre! I know so different. And then, um, and then I realised. I think actually, I think weirdly, I was quite scared to make it too much like me, and put myself on it too much. I think at the start I was, um, and then I just got really comfortable with it. And I was like, Do you know what? I want this to look like my perfect palette. And then, and then that's it. So it started off white. Um, we got the first load of pans in uh, with, with formula samples and I was disappointed by the size. And I was like, if I'm disappointed by the size of them, I feel like other people will too. And I was like, make these huge. And again, sometimes as well along the way, people, people were kind of like, are you sure? <laughs> are you sure you want <laughs> as well? Because a lot of the stuff, I think a lot of the stuff that, um, that I was really adamant about, it cost quite a lot of money. Um, but it just, it needed to be the most gorgeous formulas and qualities, you know, made in the right place, made, made to last, durable, like see everyone's feedback so far about the products feeling so luxurious and, and like a proper treat. That's exactly what I wanted. Exactly. And they are luxurious and they are, they are a real treat, but then I'm just getting the prices up in front of me. I mean, it's not killer pricing for what you're getting. That palette's £43. And you get yeah. 10 pounds of really beautiful color and you can create yeah. a whole different, I mean, so many different looks. Yeah, it was, it, um, I think, see, just for the way that I love makeup and the way that I need makeup to be and, and, the, and what I choose to, to buy personally and what I love, um, I, I basically I actually made the product without really thinking about the price and then we realized the cost of goods is huge <laughs> because of because of what it's made of and because but I just couldn't um compromise I couldn't um so the the price of the palette I'm really proud of um and I think it was really important that every part of this brand I was really proud of because otherwise, again, I, I really wouldn't be able to sleep at night. See if there's anything that I was nervous about or, you know, that I didn't really believe in. I think that I, that would just, it would send me over the edge, wouldn't it? But, um, <laughs> you know, there was conversations about pricing and stuff. And um, honestly, the, the price point was initially meant to be higher. And I and I felt uncomfortable with it. I was like, nah, I think it needs brought down. And then um, obviously that's when you start losing margins and stuff but I was like I just don't I just need it to be I just need it to be like this. <laughs> See on this podcast a lot I talk to people about what their inspirations were or where they get their yeah where they got inspiration for a certain thing or who they follow who they admire and how that's informed them. The real sense I'm getting from you Jamie is that actually you have a very powerful gut instinct that doesn't steer you wrong. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. I actually, me, I was doing an interview, and, and one of one of the members of my team, Emma, was on it, and I got asked this question, and it was something like, "Why, um, why do you think people follow you?" And I was, my first reaction is like, "I don't know." Okay, I was like, I, I honestly couldn't tell you. I, I, I don't know. And Emma was on the call, and she, um, she said, she said some really nice stuff, uh, but she said she was like, she's really sure of herself. She knows what she wants. She's very headstrong. And I actually would never have described myself like that until she until she said it. Um, and then I realised, I was like, oh, God, I am. I'm, I remember the first time that we moved house, I decided in a week. And then in a week, my, house, my flat was up for sale and we were moving. And Jack, my husband, was like, what is going on? And I was like, we're moving, we're moving. That's it. We're done. <laughs> and he was like, right, OK. So it's a bit of a whirlwind, I guess. But I think I get when I get an idea and I really believe in it, um, yeah, I don't think I can be swayed otherwise. 
<laughs> Can you think, let's talk about pivotal moments. We've talked about going onto YouTube and uh, creating yeah. video. Can you think of any other pivotal moments during this journey that a lot of people have come on with you where your gut has really helped you? Again, that moment where you think, oh, if I hadn't done that. Oh, let me think. Um, I think I think actually the the shoot uh, for the campaign of, of Vive, um, it ended up a bigger production, I suppose, than we than we thought we would start with. Um, and I had a lot, there was a lot, a list in my head of what we needed um, for our site, for the launch video, for the tutorials that I wanted to create. And it was a lot. Um, and I think that we could have just really scaled it down to just imagery and it would have been lovely, but I just knew how I wanted this to, to launch. Um, and it was so important to me that I wasn't in the campaign. I didn't want to be in it. I didn't want, I don't, I never wanted to be the face of Eve. Um, I wanted, I wanted to do the makeup and I wanted to create the makeup. And I also wanted people to be able to see themselves in our campaign. And I think that we've managed that, but I think we can do better. Um, and I'm really, it makes me really excited about the future campaigns because I really do want, I think, what people say about Vive, you know, feeling comfortable and but but still that extra it's like it's like comfortable but extravagant in the best way. It's like absolutely feeling worth these products and feeling like you deserve them. Um and uh, it makes me really excited that that people feel so welcome in this brand. And I think that there's so much that will come over time, but this community, this Vive Muse community that we're building is really going to be celebrating people for who they are, but also how they want to be and feeling quite unapologetic in that. Because um, I think that's what I'm like. I think I'm quite unapologetically just do do what I want, whatever feels good, uh, as, as long as it's for me and it only affects other people in a positive way. I think that there's no other way to be. So I think um, I think to, to, to land Vive with a bit of a splash. I don't like saying that, it sounds a wee bit egotistical, but I, I, I really wanted Vive to be exciting. Um, and I think without the campaign and, and though that, oh my God, those two days, we shot all the campaign and all the video in two days. And I cried my eyes out afterwards because I was so happy and I was so tired. <laughs> I was so... <laughs> and then because I started crying, it started setting off everyone and we were all just crying about it. But it was really special because I was like, oh my God, I can't believe we've done this. And it felt special as well. It felt, it really felt like something. Um, but yeah, I'll have to have a think about any other pivotal moments. But I think it's just, I think it's been a really slow, steady build up almost to and then I think that's honestly why I just after we launched I just kind of went into a bit of a I don't know I went into a bit of shock I guess but it was <laughs> but just too good it was so good but that's the thing I think all these things from the outside they look completely choreographed they look really easy and it's nice to hear that actually there is a little bit of stress attached to it that there have been moments when you've been like I don't know and because <laughs> that that's the normal thing but I think in chatting to a lot of people on this podcast who really trust their gut, and I don't know, I just am curious whether you would agree with this. Okay. Ones who really trust their gut and will be like, no, I, I don't need to listen to that person. I honestly, I know that I'm making the right decision. They'll often say, because I know that if it's wrong, I can handle it. Like if it's, oh. a, mistake, if it's a mistake, I'll be all right because I'll handle that too. And I'll have learned from it. I think I think I might be in between <laughs> both. Uh, so I I think um, I mean I I have ideas that I feel really strongly about, but I pretty much always ask for other people's opinions on everything. Um, I'm just like that. Like as soon as I do anything, like an interview or something like that, I'll phone someone and say, "Do you think that was fine? Do you think that that was okay?" <laughs> uh, I don't know why I'm like that, but also like any decision that I made with a brand, um. I wouldn't make it and then say that's it I would make it and then say what do you guys all think do you agree is that fine and then and then I really do rely on I, I love and rely on feedback because I just think that we're also multifaceted as people but I am in a bit of a box when it comes to makeup because I can see makeup as a makeup artist would see it but this isn't a makeup artistry brand the, the products are and they're an artist artistry quality 
but I want everyone to be able to enjoy this. And people that struggle with their makeup, I want them to be able to dip into these shadows and for them to pretty much blend themselves, you know? Um, so I think I'm kind of in between. <laughs> I have a gut feeling, I'll go with it, and then I'll be like, guys, everyone okay with that? Yeah, good, okay. <laughs> you have a brilliant way of um, making people trust you, I think. And I think you've established on this uh, in this conversation why. But just to the point where before I... Um, before we got on this call, I was going through some of your YouTube and I watched your wedding video, which had me in tears because it's so beautiful. Oh. <laughs> and I also, I also watched your um, health journey and what you eat in a day. Yeah. And I watched it. And then the, literally the first line in the, in the caption is, oh, and also salt baths. And I immediately got up and I went to my cupboard and I got out some Epsom salts for later. Like you just yeah. that ability. <laughs> Do you know what? It's so strange. I just think, um, I think maybe that's why my managers loved me on makeup counters. Because see, if I feel really strongly about something or if I love something, I get really excited about sharing it. And then I think that's why. But then again, it goes back to the, it goes back to the trust because I really do only talk about stuff that I love. Um, I remember when I worked on counter, there was one mascara we had tons of stock of and I hated it. And my manager was like, you need to sell this mascara. And I was like, no. I can't, I hate this mascara, but I'll sell that mascara because I love that mascara. And she was like, fine. And then I sold it, I sold out of it because I was like, I'm, I'm so buzzing to talk about this because I love it. Um, definitely not what you're meant to do to your manager, barter uh, <laughs> with, your, with, with your target. But I think, um, I think I'm, a, I'm an excitable person. And if I, the first thing, if I find something that I love, I just want to share it with everyone so everyone can love it. Um, and baths that's funny you bring it up because that's that's actually one thing that a lot of people have started doing a lot more because I love a bubble bath (laughs) and a lot of people got obsessed (laughs) well Estée Lalonde came on uh recently and we were talking about baths and she was like oh I I, I'm in the bath for like 15-20 minutes I can't do that can you not no it's like no if I'm in a bath it's like that's I need to read at least half a book in a bath yeah yeah I'm in there for the long haul yeah, I usually watch a film in the bath. I've got a little bath caddy. Listen, it's changed my life. I've got a bath caddy. <laughs> and then um, I wait until the baths run so there's not as much steam because that will break my laptop. And then I put my laptop on the bath caddy and I'll sit. Last night it was Sex in the City too. It was great. It was so good. And I'll sit in the bath and I've got all my favourite products around me and I'll just do a little pamper and I get really excited about it. Um, and it's just like my time to myself. It's exactly like when I sit and do my makeup. If I'm not filming it or sharing it with other people, I'm watching a film and I'm just enjoying myself. So th- those two times are like, that's me time. Yes, there's there's nothing like it. And you've said also earlier on uh, during the conversation, I do want to unpick this with you. You're the <laughs> queen of self-care. And I yeah. love what you said about, because I've really, I've only really learned to do this in the last couple of years. If I wake up and there's bad juju or I'm just yeah. not, or I'm just like properly stuck in a gear and the only direction I'm going to go in is like running then, myself over. Yeah. <laughs> then actually in the past I would have powered through, but now I say actually the kindest thing I can do is give myself a day to reset or an hour yeah. or whatever time I have. Yeah, available. absolutely. Um, I just, uh, yeah, I just, I, I would never force myself. And so actually sometimes I have to, like everyone, you know, if you wake up and you've got stuff to do that day and you're feeling a bit, eh, um, like you said, an hour, an hour is fine. You know, do something that you just think, it'll just make you feel good. Um, my mum's got a good one. See if you've got bad juju, you, you, you just pinch it off. See this? You just Ooh. tap it off. And, and and you almost just envision that bad juju just coming off your body and you're flinging it away and it really works. So sometimes if I'm getting a bit, oh, she's like, ah, Jamie, Jamie, just pinch it up. Can you tell my, my mum and dad, are, they're, they're, um, they're quite bohemian. Uh, and I think that that has been a huge uh, impact in my life because I think I'm a bit bohemian. Maybe I say that as I'm looking over at my windowsill that's got all my crystals. Are you into crystals? <laughs> I enjoy crystals, but I don't put faith in them, if that makes sense. Okay. Like, yeah. If, if, make, if carrying a rose quartz in your bra makes you feel better, I'm all for it. But I don't, yeah. I don't, I've seen people delegate their mental health to, um, to, to crystals and that I don't think yeah. is productive. 
Okay, no, 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 no. I should have just said no, shouldn't I? (laughs) (laughs) No, I actually, I think that um, the way that you described it is perfect. And I just think, uh, like, I remember I was going down to London for quite a big meeting and I was nervous and I took a little bit of citrine with me and see even just, even if it's a placebo effect, which I don't believe it is, but just to remember that you've got a wee bit of comfort there um, just to help you along, not to rely on, I agree with you, but see just something that's going to help you a little bit. I just love it. But I do, I do think, um, I even think cleaning is self-care. You know, if you're having a bad day, turn your phone off, turn your laptop off, put your favourite music on and clean your house. And then you, you can't not feel better after that. You know, you're sitting in your gorgeous clean house. <laughs> the amount of times I'll sit at my desk and I'll think, no, it's not happening. And the thing that will need to happen is I'll just need to have a tidy. Yeah, absolutely. I say that as I look, oh, this is chaos. <laughs> Around me right now is absolute chaos after lunch, but um, I'm going to exactly do that. I'm going to do that this weekend. I'm going to get all my, my ducks in a row. I'm going to clean my house, put everything away nice and fresh. And then that's like, what a, what a great, and that to me is self-care. I agree. Starting the week off like that. It's like coming back to, um, I remember I went out for dinner a little while ago with some beauty friends. And before I left, I very, very quickly hoovered, vacuumed the the flat, but I completely forgot that I did it. And then when I got in at like 12 o'clock, it felt like housekeeping a bit. Yeah, yeah, the best. You forget and then you come down and you're like, oh, wow, what a gorgeous place I live in. And I was texting my friends going, oh, my God, this is the gift. I didn't know it was. This is amazing. <laughs> and apparently it is. It's well known, like having a tidy before you leave the house is, is a great uh, feel good factor. Right. So before we as we draw this conversation to a close, because our time together is drawing to an end, I would be remiss if I did not ask you what was coming next. And obviously, I'm sure there are things that you can't say but are there, obviously this isn't just a, a little project. This is yeah. in for the long haul. Have you got big plans and aspirations for what to do next? Uh, yeah, for Vive, it's <laughs> just, um, you said it exactly right. You guessed that, you know, I'm sure that you've got stuff that you can tell me about. Um, <laughs> there, the products that are coming next year uh, are so exciting to me. I feel like the Essential Collection was such a great place for us to start because it really shows where we stand when it comes to quality um, and formulas and what people can come to expect from Vive as well. Um, so this is really the benchmark uh, of, of, of quality product. And we have um, such exciting launches next year. Some stuff is that it's the formulas for me next year that are that just knock it out of the park. Um, we're excited to, to hopefully be taking Vive overseas. Um, we are hopefully going to be visiting the US and Australia. Uh, and it's just it's just such exciting stuff. I think I can't wait to, to keep going with the creative stuff. One of my favourite things that we did with Fave, weirdly, was create mood boards to get a real sense of what we want everything to look like. And for me, that helped so much because every time that I felt like I was not swaying but losing direction but I just wanted to really remember what what it is we're trying to do I would look at my mood board so I actually just think I'm going to be so busy with the creative stuff I am really excited as well about you know I'm not the face of Eve but I really do want to be that person that that people can come to just imagine Vive as a big makeup counter online and I'm at the front (laughs) with my with my little dress and my high heels on no I'm joking that's not the Vive way that's that's not the Vive way is whatever you're comfortable with that's not the Vive way uh, but I, I'm really excited about being present in the brand for, for what people need and what people would like to see. Um, as soon as, yeah, it's just it's just such an exciting time. And it's, it's crazy. I'm only just getting used to talking about it all out loud. Uh, so thank you for, I feel like I practiced on you there. No, <laughs> I, feel like it, I also want to ask you this, though, about um, acknowledging your wins acknowledging your success because one of the bit one of the things that one of my friends says to me all the time is I'll say oh I just wish that I was doing this or I wish that this was going better and she'll say if I could sit you now in front of you a year ago Mm. you a year ago would have their mouth open and be like you've done really well would you shut up with your complaining you need to start celebrating when something good happens do you have those moments do you if something happens do you stop celebrate pause have you and are you good at that or do you have to try and do you need a nudge for that too I think I think maybe a little nudge I feel like um 
yeah, I think I think I could get better at that. But I think that's what a nice way to think about it. You know, sit yourself down, see if yeah, exactly. If if you a year ago me saw this in the way that it had gone, they couldn't be happier. Do you know what I mean? And they, and they would, I think, yeah, that's a really good way to put it. You know, because I, I think it's easy. See, we put in this fast paced world that we live in. It's easy to do something that's actually really brilliant, but then quickly move on and be like, right, next. And you're right, sit and pause, sit and pause and take it in. Maybe we'll try and do that today. <laughs> well, because also it would be really easy to talk to you and be like, oh, people like Drew Barrymore and Rihanna have talked about you and they think you're amazing. And obviously we can talk about that, but that, I mean, is that a big moment where you go home and go, oh my goodness, does that mean success to you or is it, not that one's better than the other, but it sounds from yeah. everything that we've talked about. For you, it's about making products that are really, really good that people can use that make people feel amazing. And that's the win. Yeah, yeah. It's, so that's actually, you're so right. Um, and it's funny, Drew Barrymore, that was such a moment for me. But do you know how I responded? I went into shock again and burst out crying. <laughs> so like afterwards, I hope she doesn't, I'm not the shit. Drew, if you're listening, sorry, I'm mortified. Um, but yeah after we filmed I got in the car and I was so in shock and I kind of felt the same way when we launched Vive I went so in shock um but now it's bringing me so much happiness read it's reading the messages of people saying oh my god you've nailed this formula then I'm like absolutely buzzing and I can have a little minute and I'm excited so I yeah I think you're right I think what really matters to me is how people feel when they use our products and the fact I just can't believe that people are really they, they get Vive so much already, you know, you know, the ethos of the brand and the way that we want to be, it matters so much to us, almost as much as the products, honestly, maybe on, on par, but the fact that people get it already is just, it's huge, so great. It's testament to the work that you've put in, it really is, and I wish you nothing but success with it, because like I said, I mean, I have had a tidy up behind me, but there is some... <laughs> There is some beauty delivery carnage <laughs> just out of shot that you can't see. And yours was genuinely, yours are genuinely products that I have picked up. And within seconds, they've just like, they haven't gone anywhere. They're in my bathroom. They're in my makeup room. Uh, and I don't see them going anywhere. They just... But that means the absolute world to me. That is exactly, that's, is, that's the best, best feedback. well you're very welcome and thank you so much it's been so lovely to chat and hear the story because like I said back when I first started on magazines uh, listeners I said this to Jamie before we started recording the celebrity MUAs or the famous MUAs were ones that had worked with royalty or backstage or fashion week and everything and it's so lovely to be able to tell the story of somebody who started out on the counter and has actually worked with people and is now flying Oh, thank you so, so much. You're so, so I get welcome. shy. I get a bit shy. <laughs> I can tell. It's all right. <laughs> when we are able to see each other, I'll come to the pop-up when it happens and I'll just be there fanning lots of adoration your way because it's well deserved. Aww, um, listeners, so the links to Jamie and the links to V will be in the show notes. On the day that this goes live, it will be launching on Cult Beauty. So that's something to be very excited about. But obviously the links to everything that we have discussed will be in the show notes. But Jamie Genevieve, thank you so much for coming on the Emma Gunn Show. Thank you so much for having me. I can't believe it. I am so excited. I'm nervous already to listen to this back. I hope I didn't say anything too stupid. (laughs) Not in the slightest. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much, Emma. Thank you so much for listening. I do hope you enjoyed that conversation. If you want to get in touch with me, it's so, so easy. Email me at thebeautypodcast at gmail.com. I adore hearing from you. Or you can always DM me on social media. I'm at Emma Guns on Instagram and Twitter. But if you would like to speak to me, but also thousands of other listeners of this podcast, then all you have to do is go to the show notes, which can be found wherever it is that you are streaming and downloading this episode and click the link to join the Facebook group. You do have to answer a couple of questions. You do have to agree to the forum rules. But once you do, you'll be welcomed in with open arms and we cannot wait to see you there. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you on the next one. Hold up. 